in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. In today's show we have an interview with an American student in Germany and I have some music updates for you. So stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The News with Nina Paula. Berlin. German left-wing may have ties to Colombian extremists. According to data found on a laptop confiscated by Colombian authorities, the terrorist group FARC may have had ties to left-wing politicians in Germany. Emails found on the computer after the recent killing of FARC commander Reyes show that his son has made a secret trip to Berlin in January 2005. The son of Reyes met up with a member of the Party of Democratic Socialism, PDS, the successor party to the East German Communist Party. In the meeting, he suggested that the PDS could back a bit in the European Parliament to remove FARC from the list of terrorist organizations. Two years later, the PDS did so. Berlin. Germans obviously love Barack Obama. Every popularity poll shows the American hopeful for the Democratic presidential nomination, beating the German Chancellor as well as party and regional leaders. Even Frank-Walter Steinmeier, German's foreign minister, is enthusiastic for the candidate. When both talked with each other, the conversation was very focused. It gave Steinmeier the impression that Obama is prepared to fundamentally reconsider the course of US foreign policy. Germany is Obama-land, says Carsten Voigt, the German government's coordinator for transatlantic relations. Germans see him as the kind of mixture of John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. Berlin. A lot of young Germans go abroad to study. Each year some 70,000 German students leave home, but most of them don't go far. Last year, 14,000 went just next door to the Netherlands, with Maastricht the destination of choice. The reason is that students find Maastricht more international, the education system better than in Germany. 50% of students in Maastricht are foreign and 30% of these come from Germany. Magdeburg an eccentric world traveler from Germany is traveling to the Olympics in Beijing by Trabant, the East German car that has cult following. Rolf Becker is more worried about bureaucracy than breaking down. He began his 10,000-kilometer journey to China in Saxony-Anhalt via Rostock on the North German coast. Then a ferry will bring him across the Baltic Sea to Riga and Tallinn. He will continue on through Russia, where he will stop off in Moscow and Novosibirsk. His car, the Trabant, was first produced in East Germany in 1957. It has a reputation for breaking down more often than an old Fiat. Bayreuth One of the prospective new leaders of the Bayreuther Festspiele, Katharina Wagner, is planning a project with Rammstein. It seems that she wants to stage a spectacle in the Teutoburger Wald. Here, according to a legend, the historical so-called Hermannschlacht between Romans and Germans should have taken place in the year 9 AD. 
Katharina Wagner wants to make the Bayreuther Festspiele much more younger, so the rolling thunder sound of Rammstein fits perfect in her plans. The management of Rammstein meanwhile announced that they will check a possible collaboration. Nuremberg has 14 partner cities. The contacts are maintained by the Office for International Relationships, focusing on bilateral, economic and cultural relations. Currently, the office has an American intern, Shinit Sinnett, from Boston. Through an intern program between the German Bundestag and the US Congress, Sinnett got the chance to work in Nuremberg. Nina Paula talked to her about her experiences and impressions. I'm um, Sinead Sinnett. I, I'm from Boston, or from Concord, Massachusetts, and I'm here um, for a scholarship program. It's called um, Parliamentarisches Patenschaftsprogramm, or CBYX, um, Congress Bundestag Youth Exchange. I'm here for a year. The program is funded by Congress and Bundestag, and it's pretty much uh, in order to get exchange started between the youth from Germany and, and America. Um, I work for the Amt für Internationale Beziehungen, the Office for International Relations, and um, I was at school, at high school level, um, in Germany for about six months or five months, and then I started my internship in January, and it's at the end of May now, so I've been there for five and a half months, four and a half months. So, so what was your work at the Office for International Relationships? What did you do there, and what did you learn? Um, well, I. I translated a lot of things, so I would translate um, articles from German to English or English to German, um, depending on what we had um, for the partner cities um, that's, that are mostly English-oriented, so um, that's Atlanta and Glasgow for Nuremberg. And um, I guess pretty much I was, uh, you know, the, the intern, the normal intern. Um, I copied things, I made press packets, I did one for... Um, a burn supper, which is a traditional supper that um, Nuremberg puts on every year in January, and um, for, for Glasgow and Robert Burns, it's really fun. Um, everybody wears kilts, so <laughs> that's always interesting. And um, I helped out Christina Plavinsky, who's the the head of the English-speaking um, partner cities, and. Um, Yes, that's pretty much it. So, and what did you learn about Germany, or especially Nuremberg? Um, well, Nuremberg is a really old city, and um, I guess one of the things I learned about Nuremberg is that they're really trying to um, kind of put a better face on themselves after such a horrible time in the Second World War. Um, it was kind of the, the center of the Nazi party, or the heart of it, even. Um, and nowadays, it's the city of human rights. So... Um, I guess they're trying to build a better outlook and um, I think it's really working. We have a human rights award every year and um, Nuremberg is a really great city. I love it. I think it's quaint and big enough for people to live in and I think it's the kind of city I'd like to live in when I'm older, actually, <laughs> if I could. <laughs> what did you know about Nuremberg before you came here? Um, well, actually, my sister um, did the same program three years ago and um, she also lived in the same town I live in. It's about 20 minutes away from Nuremberg um, called Schwabach. And um, I guess I knew a little bit, kind of the background. I knew that she bought my Christmas earrings, actually I'm wearing them, at um, the Weinachsmarkt, the Christmas market in the, um, in the main market square. Um, 
for Christmas time and she gave us, I think she sent Lebkuchen, which are a traditional gingerbread type cookie that were really yummy and really delicious. I just, yeah, they're, they're delicious. And um, I knew a little bit about Nuremberg and I saw a picture of it during the war and it was um, about 90% destroyed during the war. So it's it kind of, <laughs> that's the only picture I'd seen before I actually came. So, um, yeah, it's a little different than what it really is. So. And you, you, of course, knew something about the Reichsparteitage and everything yeah. everybody knows about Nuremberg. Yeah. And now it's different, you. Yeah, you. Exactly. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, Nuremberg is, is very friendly. The Franken, the, the people that, um, who live in Franconia, are, are supposedly a little more closed off than the, the normal German, but um, to me, I, I guess it's pretty normal to me that they're closed off and I, I kind of get a little bit confused when people make eye contact with me in the subway or something because it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. I've gotten really used to living here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, it's kind of funny. I um, I guess it's pretty much, it's, it's become home. So it's, it's, I say I'm going home and I'm really going to Nuremberg, so, yeah. How did you prepare for your uh, for being here in Nuremberg? Um, I I looked on Leo.org, you know, the dictionary online, and tried to remember some German stuff that I had learned before. I um, used to go to Deutsche Sonnabendschule in Boston, which is a German Saturday kids uh, Saturday school for kids. Um, ages about three to 18, I think. And I started when I was three and finished when I was 12 because of a conflict later on. And I didn't have um, German in high school. So I hadn't had German for about five years before I came. And I kind of wanted to remember words or kind of jot my memory. And um, and it was, it was really difficult to remember everything. But once I got to Germany, it, it got a little quicker. So it was, um, that was nice. But um, I guess I also tried to, it's funny, but I, I tried to dress the way that Germans do or, you know, bring clothes that I thought that Germans would wear. My sister kind of helped me with that. <laughs> but um, I, I ended up changing my wardrobe anyway. I guess it's a little bit more relaxed than I thought it would be. So, Yeah, because there is no, not, not such a big difference, yeah. isn't it? I, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of a difference. Um, I was dressing kind of younger before, and now I actually have a job, so I dress a little bit more mature in general. But... Um, I, I don't know, I, I was really used to being really preppy, so collared shirts and <laughs> bright colors. And, um, and here I wear a lot of darker colors, blacks, grays. I'm wearing all black today. <laughs> so um, that's really different than I'm used to. So, yeah. What was the first thing you, you recognized when you were here? The first thing you found very special about Nuremberg or Joe? Oh, I actually... In, um, in Germany in general, I spent two months in Bonn, which is the old capital of Germany. Um, and I guess what I noticed in Bonn was how often the, um, you know, the S-Bahn or the, the, um, the T, the trains are used in general. It's really easy to get around Europe and, um, and especially the cities. I mean, you can go anywhere in Nuremberg and I mean, I'm actually not allowed to drive a car, according to my program. So, um, and it, it's just really easy to get everywhere. It's really nice. There's um, there's an S-Bahn stop right outside my door, pretty much, and then I just take it to Nuremberg, and I'm there in 20 minutes. It's, it's really easy. It's great. In Boston, it's harder. Um, Boston's actually pretty good about that stuff, but I think a lot of cities aren't. Um, Boston's bus system isn't that good, but um, here everything's 
everything's on time and ready and the people are pretty organized, <laughs> so I guess I've gotten a little more organized too. Yeah. So it's the thing about Germans, they're very organized. I think it is true actually. I mean, it sounds a little silly, but um, you know, my, my host mom, every, um, every Friday, I think she, she has every other Friday off, but every Friday when I come home, the whole house is clean. I just don't understand it. It's, it's kind of weird for, for my family. Every, everybody kind of pitches in and like cleans their room or something every day, but um, the whole house is like smells beautifully fresh and it's all clean and everything's wiped down. And, and it's just a very different feel than, you know, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> okay, um, what is in your eyes um, the main difference between Germany in America and the Germans and the Americans. Is there a main difference? <laughs> yeah, a main difference. Um, I guess it would be kind of the difference between like relaxed and not relaxed, but I don't know exactly how to, how to, I mean, I guess in general in the city, Americans are kind of more goal oriented, kind of they, they have to go to work and then they do this and they do this and they don't have any free time, you know, Freizeit. Um, but here it's kind of like it's okay to take a day off, but it's also okay to be organized when you take that day off. <laughs> you know, it's um, everything kind of has its place in Germany and um, that kind of, I really like that. Um, it makes sense to me kind of now that I think about it, I'll, I think I'll be really confused when I get home and there won't be an exact place for that to go, you know, and I'll, I'll just kind of be like, where should that go now? <laughs> like, and I'll, I'll try to organize everything even in my room, so. Um, I guess that's a little different, yeah. And um, what did you learn about politics here in Germany? Because I think there is a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. There are a bunch of parties compared to, we really only have two main parties. And um, right now I think I've been having a lot of conversations about the upcoming elections. Um, and I'm now able to vote, so I should have you know, a very strong opinion about this. My opinion is pretty much that the Democrats, because they're on the same side, Germans say this as well, um, they should stop fighting each other. You know, It's kind of a ridiculous idea that they're, they're so against each other when they, they are essentially the same party and it should be kind of parallel ideas. And I think Germans really don't get that. And they, um, mostly everything's in the middle. Uh, I think in Europe and in the EU in general, um, all the parties, though they have like, very small differences they have the same goal in general kind of help the people and um, in America it's very polarized so you have the far left and the far right or you know very conservative very liberal so when I say I'm liberal I am pretty much saying I'm very liberal and it's it's no there's no middle ground for people to kind of um, yeah get their same ideas together it just doesn't work like that and I think I think Germans are very confused by it, and I've become very confused by it as well. So I've adopted a lot of German ideas. Yeah. Uh, what do you like about Germany the most, and what do you don't like? Well, um, I I really like the city. I like the people. I love my job. Um, one of the things I don't like about Germany is that um, <laughs> well, I guess it, it goes both ways. It's, I kind of find it a little bit weird, I still find it weird, um, that they're not politically correct. We have that saying in, in America, we say, that's very PC or something like that. And um, politically correct kind of means that you don't say things um, if, if they'll kind of offend any certain group or party or race or anything like that. And Germans are extremely open. So um, for instance, somebody will say, oh, 
I got my hair done the other day. Oh, did you get it done by that Turk? It's like, that's a little odd. You know, I, I still kind of get a little bit um, taken aback every time I hear something like that. It's just very open to talk about people's, you know, ethnicity like that. And to me, after, you know, three generations, that person's not a Turk anymore, even if they look Turkish. <laughs> they, they just happen to be German. They, they speak the same German. You know, it's, it's just a little different than the... Um, still kind of align themselves with Germans and then the Turks with the other Turks. So um, the other day I think someone asked my host mom if, if um, Schwabach was still a town that had a lot of Turks in it. And she was like, yes, there's still a lot of Turks in it. <laughs> it just kind of blows my mind still. It's not, it's not very politically correct, yeah. And the Americans don't say that? I don't think they would, no. I don't think so. It's, um, you know, people might say, oh, there's, you know... Um, If I were talking about a friend or something, I'd say, oh, yeah, she's black and she's tall or thin or something like that, just to kind of get an idea. But it, it doesn't have to do with anything else, kind of just, I don't think you'd really align her with every other black person, you know. So I guess, yeah, that's, that's a little different. So tomorrow you're leaving Nuremberg and you go on tour through Europe. Um, what would you miss about Nuremberg? Well, um... Actually, you can hear it right now. There's a bell, um, the church bells. There are, I think, three main churches in, in the inner city, and I, I guess the architecture is just gorgeous. I'm kind of obsessed with art history, so um, I like it especially. Um, it's just, Nuremberg is really pretty, and after the World War, uh, you know, they had 90% destroyed, so they had to really um, build everything up again. But I think Nuremberg did an amazing job of it. Um, the city is still really pretty and everything's kind of holding to the old traditions. There's um, right from the top of the hill, there's, um, there's a castle on the top of the hill, the Kaiserberg. And um, you can pretty much still see everything, you know, see all the rooftops and the domes. And it's just a gorgeous city, so I really miss it. You will come back? Yeah, I'll definitely come back. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's another home to me, so yeah. Yes, it's soccer time again. From June 7th to the 29th, Switzerland and Austria will host the European Championship. And of course, my hopes are with the German team. The games will be broadcast live in the morning, so check with local Goethe institutes or German restaurants to see the battle for the European soccer crown with lots of fans. Now to some music news on Radio Goethe magazine. The Ärzte is Germany's most successful and well-known punk band. They were founded in 1982 and have sold more than 20 million albums. Their style is fun punk, always on the more humorous side. The Ärzte never shied away from controversy. In the early years some of their songs were outlawed for sexual conduct and they have been outspoken for freedom of speech and against neo-Nazis. Recently they released their latest album Jazz ist Anders. That comes in a nice small pizza box and proves that punk is never outdated.
Slaughterhouse recently called it quits and went on a huge farewell tour. No, they are not Kiss going on forever while saying goodbye. After 20 years as one of the internationally most successful German bands, Fury really means goodbye. Their style is unique, incorporating rock and American folk music with gothic and pop elements. And of course, there's Kai Wingenfelder's amazing voice. For their last tour they released a CD, DVD including rare tracks and all of their videos. This is Redemption Song, played live at a concert in Jamaica. Yes, they robbed So not to the merchant ships Minutes after they took I From the bottomless pit That my hand was made strong you help to sing these songs of freedom cause all I ever had redemption songs redemption songs emancipate yourself from mountain slavery can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs all I ever had 
redemption songs These songs of freedom Songs of freedom Redemption songs Wire Magazine voted Deinetwegen an album by Laub as one of the 50 best albums of last year. It even made it to number 15. No wonder that the Berlin-based Electro project is eyeing the US and Canada as a very interesting market. The feedback from this side of the pond is more than positive, even though the band is not officially released over here. You can find the duo on MySpace at Laub Music. So Stunden der Telekommunikation Ziele ich Und nachdem es durchgeschliffen Zu oft zum Telefon gegriffen Und schlussendlich nicht viel erreicht und schlussendlich nichts erreicht So mache ich mich rüber zum Bestell mir was quasi Budgetfreundliches Gesundes, bequem Frag mich Die Enten Hälften Probleme mit der Prostata hat Oder wie ich mit dem System Während ich warte Auf mein verschrumpeltes Tofu Mir das Gehirn zu grün über Politik in Musik Wozu Noch nicht nachgedacht mit meiner 5 Euro Plastetüte Natrium Glutama zieh ich mir eine Lucky aus dem Automat und eine DVD aus dem Megastore. Ich schieb die DVD in mein Powerbook, mir die Nummer 21 vom Asi rein. Thank you. 
jetzt ist alles extra still. Der Regen macht die Stadt klar. Der Regen kommt, und der Stress ist verflogen. That was today's Radio Goethe magazine. You can find us online at radiogoethe.org or our free podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening. I'm Arndt Peltner. Thank you.